Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether you're thinking of divorcing your narcissistic spouse, right in the middle of it, or have finalized your divorce, the tactics are the same. If this sounds like you, you need to know about Christine Hammond's new Masterclass series, how to survive a divorce with a narcissist. In this four-hour video series, Christine Hammond introduces the toxic tactics that narcissists use to abuse, humiliate, and manipulate you, and teaches you exactly how to recognize these tactics and navigate through them with mastery and confidence. How to Survive a Divorce with a Narcissist is a deep dive, a masterclass that'll show you how narcissists use tactics like bait and switch, scare tactics, roller coaster ride, and child's play. It's How to Survive a Divorce with a Narcissist, a four-hour recorded video masterclass with Christine Hammond. For more information or to purchase today, just go to growwithchristine.com forward slash narcissism that's growwithchristine.com forward slash narcissism this master class will change your life again that's growwithchristine.com forward slash narcissism this is understanding Today's Narcissist. Brought to you in part by PsychCentral.com. And now here's your host, Christine Hammond. Today I want to go back and talk about 11 signs of a toxic relationship. And I think this is really important because whenever you're talking about being involved with a narcissist, it tends to get fairly toxic fairly quickly. And I want to give a really good example of this because I see this quite a bit in my counseling and in my practice. People are entering into these relationships. They don't even realize how unhealthy and toxic they could be. So this is a really good podcast to listen to if you are just starting a relationship with somebody, uh, you feel like something is kind of off and you're not quite sure what it is, find that you're having increased anxiety or depression at the very start of a relationship, which shouldn't be the case at all. Like, let's double check that you're not involved in a very toxic relationship. So we're going to use the example of Jack and Amanda. So looking backwards, Jack could see that his relationship with Amanda was actually over several months ago, perhaps even years, but he was in massive denial and he didn't really want to confront the painful issues that were left unresolved. What was once overlooked, minimized, explained away, or even discounted is now the obvious sign of a very deteriorating relationship. At first, Amanda seemed so charming. She was helpful, generous, innocent, and gentle. But then things turned, and an entirely different picture became apparent. Charming converted into controlling. Helpful developed into obstructive. Generous transformed into 
manipulative, innocent turned into culpable, and gentle grew into turbulent. He was exhausted and worn out, but he stayed. Then, hopeful actually turned into hopeless, and he was no longer able to continue the relationship. The signs that the relationship was toxic are now clearer once Jack left. But how can you prevent this from happening in the future? And how can you prevent this from happening in the future? Here are 11 signs that he, and maybe you as well, also missed. Number one, transfers risk. So Amanda asked Jack to assume her risk over a potentially sticky matter. Her job required random drug tests, and since she had used some drugs the prior weekend, she asked Jack to lie about her taking a prescription drug. She was afraid that she was going to lose her job and asked him to cover for her. Of course, he could lose his own government job for lying about this, but that didn't matter to Amanda. She demanded that he help using everything from crying to manipulation to anger and finally bribery to get what she wanted. So we, she was transferring her own risk onto him. And even though he pushed back, she kept pushing. That was number one. Number two, constant victimization. Amanda told stories of past relationships where she was painted as a victim and her ex was constantly the villain. Her constant influx of terrible people was used as justification for her not thriving, thriving in life. At first, Jack believed everything Amanda said, but then after a while, Amanda's ability to cut people out of their lives and continue her own victimization started to wear on him. So she was constantly playing the victim. We call this constant victimization so that she could have excuses for her own poor behavior. That was number two. Number three, inappropriate anger. Anger is a base emotion, and it's a catch-all for more intense feelings such as loneliness, fear, guilt, or even controlling tendencies. It can come out in inappropriate ways such as aggression, like bullying, suppression, the silent treatment, or passive-aggressive, which is biting sarcasm. Amanda's outbursts were intense, inappropriate, and designed to force Jack into submission. Jack, who hated conflict, would regularly fold just to keep the peace. So Amanda was throwing inappropriate anger, temper tantrums, and that was a sign that this relationship was going to be toxic. The number four sign, abusive tactics. Several abusive methods, such as twisting the truth, gaslighting, verbal assaults, physical aggression, or guilt tripping were used. These are all unhealthy indicators. Amanda would escalate given the right time, motivation, and even environment. Any indicator of abuse is a bad sign. Jack was unaware of the abuse signals. His instincts told him that something was off, but his logical brain dismissed the feeling and looked no further, unfortunately. So this is a sign for you. When your instincts are telling you that something is off, start looking for abuse tactics. Often, we have a little internal warning signal that says, hey, 
pay attention to this. This isn't right. You're not being treated fairly. This person is taking advantage of you. They're trying to hurt you. Warning, pain, like that's what your internal alarm is saying to you. But then your brain overrides and says, no, you're making a big deal out of nothing. No, there's nothing wrong with this. And then you shut it down. That's dangerous. You have to pay attention to those signals. You have to, you cannot dismiss them and you have to see if this isn't stemming from abusive behavior. That was number four. Number five. Gossip talking. Amanda would share secrets with Jack about other people despite a clear breach of confidentiality. Unfortunately, how Amanda spoke about others was also an indicator of how she was going to speak about Jack. Jack never dreamed that Amanda would spill his long-kept secret about some childhood abuse, but she did. When he confronted her, she justified her actions saying that he was being too sensitive. This is a massive, huge red flag that you are in a toxic relationship when somebody is gossiping not only about other people, but also about you. Number six, one-way communication. Jack discovered that he was doing most of the work maintaining the relationship. Amanda did not reach out to Jack as often as Jack was reaching out to her. Whereas conversations seemed to be weighted in Amanda's direction, it was entirely unfair. So even though Jack was doing all of the reaching out, the conversations were all about Amanda. Amanda wanted help with her issues, but then when Jack presented his own problems, she wasn't there for him. This lopsidedness bothered Jack, but again, he didn't confront it. So this one-way communication is an indicator that something is off and not quite right. Number seven, no responsibility. When there was a problem, Amanda refused to apologize and instead would blame things on Jack. Even when she was wrong, Amanda found ways to highlight Jack's faults and avoid her own responsibility. She also had a lack of empathy for causing harm to Jack, but expected a ton of empathy from him for even minor offenses. So no responsibility, Amanda not taking responsible for her own actions was another indicator of this toxicity in the relationship. Number eight, controlling tendencies. Amanda told Jack what to do and how to do it. Even when Jack followed her lead, she would still find the slightest fault with what he would do. Then Amanda would become angry when things weren't done the way that she insisted they be done. There was little to no understanding of Jack's differences in temperament, personality, or even circumstances. So Amanda had controlling tendencies with Jack, demanding that things always be done her way. Number nine, absolute agreement. There was no allowance for differing opinions for Amanda. Jack had to agree with her 100% of the time, even on sensitive topics such as religion or politics. Any deviation was taken by Amanda as a personal betrayal and could cause her to even escalate. Over time, Jack gave up his opinions in favor of hers just to avoid the tension. So Amanda was demanding absolute agreement, which was an indicator that this relationship was not healthy. Number 10, dichotomous expressions. There were only two choices Amanda would give to Jack, and both selections tended to be exaggerated extremes. Her choices were presented in black or white versions. 
There was a right way, usually Amanda's, and a wrong way. Even when Jack would propose another alternative, Amanda would actually knock it down. So there was only her way or the absolute wrong way. There was no middle ground. That's a dichotomous way of thinking. Number 11, addictive behaviors. In the beginning, Amanda appeared to have it all together. But as the relationship continued, her abuse of substances became more apparent. When Jack would address her with his concerns, she would explode. Eventually, he learned not to even speak about it at all. So the last sign of a toxic relationship is addictive behaviors, especially ones for which the person is unwilling to accept, acknowledge, or even get help for. So if all of these examples are present in a relationship, it is absolutely time for you to leave. Jack did this and he did not regret his decision. This is potentially an unsafe environment where the longer Jack had remained or the longer you remain, the worse things could become. However, if there's only a couple of these items, you can be mindful watching out for other additions. So an early exit might be possible before things worsen. But just remember to look at these. There are 11 indicators that a relationship is very toxic. And when you're starting going through this journey of being involved with or having been in a relationship with a narcissist, these early warning indicators of other relationships are key so that you don't repeat the same pattern that got you here in the first place. Thanks for listening to Understanding Today's Narcissist with Christine Hammond. Brought to you in part by psychcentral.com. For more information, visit growwithchristine.com. Produced by Autovita Studios. Connect your voice to the world. Produced by Autovita Studios. Connect your voice to the world.